Welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. My hope is that this next 30 minutes will provide you with hope and good news. So prepare your heart to receive it. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you, and take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness that you have been holding in. Gather friends or family around you and contact someone over the phone and watch with them. And just let the words, music, and prayers encourage you and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. Today we are going to be starting a new sermon series about Jesus in strange places. And if you have any questions, want to get involved, or just let us know that you are here, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus. And there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship. is the key. 
powerful name it is What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Happy New Year! Welcome to our house for Church at Home. I'm Anna, a leader at Church at Home, and I'm excited to spend some time with you today this first week of 2021. Can you believe it? We made it to 2021. How are you feeling this new year? I know I'm feeling a little weary and tired, not as excited for the new year like past Januaries. Yet today we're going to hear about some hope for this new year, some good news in the midst of this challenging life. We begin with the words Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. A framework for Christians through the ages and cultures have been our creeds. They give us a framework for what we believe. Please join me in reciting this creed known as the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with the word Hello Core to let us know you're here. When you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there are any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them and send them to us. We would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you hear. We also begin a new sermon series this week. It's called Jesus in the Strange Places. Let's listen as Pastor Ron speaks about Jesus in the wilderness. Well, welcome back to Church at Home. We're about to start a new series called Jesus in Strange Places. And I just love this idea of finding Jesus wherever he may be, because as we'll see in this one, he shows up in a wilderness. He shows up in a wilderness and he shows up in all kinds of different places. And that's the beauty of this series is really pointing out the fact that Jesus will show up in more places than you can ever imagine. Absolutely. Um, he will show up in some of the oddest places that you would never imagine him show up. And if you've been walking with Jesus for a while, you know that. If you don't know, haven't been walking with Jesus for a while, you're going to find that out. That he was in many places that you didn't think he was. Uh, and it's just kind of a, it's a great concept. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience of finding Jesus in some strange places. Well, um, you know, uh, the Lord, the Lord urges me on lots and lots of times. Yeah. And so, uh, the Lord, uh, urged me on one day to go to Costco and I'm going, I don't need to go to Costco. 
I don't want to go to Costco. And I kept getting this angst that I need to go to Costco. And so um, while I'm in Costco, I had been praying uh, for weeks. I'd been praying for three families. And in Costco that day, I ran into all three families. <laughs> it's almost like God planned it. It's almost like it was yes. <laughs> we didn't know that we were all going into the wilderness of Costco. Right, But right. We, we were there. Yeah. And so awesome. he continues to do that with me. The other thing is, is he continues to find me when I don't even know I'm in the wilderness. Wow. Yeah. And send up uh, alerts for me to help me to identify that I'm in the wilderness. Yeah. And he's already there. That's so, sweet. Yep. Yeah. So, what about you? Well, I, you know, when I think about a wilderness, um, it, they're personal and sometimes they're very physical and very real. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time my wife and I, when we were first married, we decided to go to Mount Washington and do kind of the hut to hut tour. And we were in between two and we had to pass over Mount Washington. Right. And sure enough, it got fogged in. We couldn't see anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I almost lit the, the mountain on fire, but that's a different story. Um, but, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the transfiguration. There you go. There you go. Um, but but this is an amazing thing. I knew if I could just see the next Karen, you know, those those rock piles that mm -hmm. are there as you're kind of going on a right. path. Um, and I could. I, I actually prayed and I said, Lord, please don't let me kill my new bride. It's, um, it's a good prayer, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And sure enough, I could see the next Karen, and we could go to that, and then I could see the next one. I, all I had was what I needed for the moment, but it, God kept giving us what we needed, and sure enough, we got there safe. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I've had the same kind of experiences, hiking and things like that, um, but the reality is, is that God gives us the direction that we need when we're anywhere. Yeah. Um, but in the wilderness, we usually don't know where we're as lost as we need that we need help. Why don't you um, go ahead? We're going to launch into the Gospel of Mark. Let me give you some ideas about Mark for a second. Mark, for those of you that have been walking with the Lord for a long time, is, is a book of the Gospels that um, you probably read a lot. Um, but we're going to point out some little breadcrumbs that are left there uh, for us to identify back into the Old Testament and then forward that might need to be followed. And for those of you that are new, you're going to go, oh, that's interesting. Or you're going to go, what are they talking about? We'll try to clarify it for you so that you can kind of see where these things go. Um, Mark is talking to a persecuted church, a church that is um, under threat. Um, and uh, so that's part of what's going on there. Um, what else? Anything else? Yeah, um, that threat is it's illegal to be a Christian right. at their time. And right. so um, Mark is the secretary of Peter. Mm -hmm. um, and so Peter is giving a word to the church through Mark, mm -hmm. who's writing this all down. And you get to hear what Peter is saying to encourage you mm -hmm. that even if you're in the wilderness, God will still show up there. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful thing. Well, why don't we go ahead and begin um, Mark chapter 1. Uh, that's the big number. And then we're going to read all the way through uh, to um, 11. And let's go ahead and take a look at that. All right. The hey, should I send little alarms off when, when, when the alarms give it? No, I won't do that. Yeah. Okay. But you could. I could. <laughs> all right. Mark chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mm -hmm. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism 
of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And in all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem, they were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Mm -hmm. Now, John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. In those days, Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. So there's a couple little breadcrumbs that we're going to go out. We're not going to go completely in order with them, but we want to get the context. So um, in the middle of this, I mean, in the middle of this passage, it speaks of the wilderness. So it gives us the context of what the wilderness is. And whenever we hear wilderness in scripture, we should point back to other places that we see it. Um, I kind of go to what is called the rule of first mention, where it was seen or the, the story was really told about in the wilderness. Yeah. And so um, when we hear that, we see that uh, Israel is being released from captivity from Egypt. And they move through the Red Sea, a body of water. Interesting. This group is going to go through a body of water on the other side, which is the River Jordan, should be a little clue for you. So they're going to come through the water of the Red Sea into the wilderness. and They're going to wander around for 40 years because they're lost. Not just because they're lost, because God needs to do something with them. And the reality is when you hear wilderness, there's a sense of lost nature. Um, and the reality is, is God always works um, in all areas, but usually works in the wilderness uh, incredibly well. On, on all of us. Which is really sweet of the Lord mm -hmm. to show up in our chaos, in our brokenness. It's almost like um, he, he is more sensitive to our needs than we even realize we have. Very important um, because we sometimes don't even know we're in the wilderness yeah. and yet God comes into the wilderness. And so Jesus goes out into the wilderness and all these people um, are gathering out there and they're gathering out there from Judea and Jerusalem and all the countryside. They're flocking into the wilderness because they know they're lost. They're seeking something uh, out there. The problem is in my world, as I see it, uh, in, in my neighborhood, in all over the place, we are a culture that don't know that we're lost. Yeah. And so we're trying to find our way um, by all kinds of means. And the reality is, is we just don't know how lost we are. So when we begin to think about this, we want to go and, and focus on where else this concept might be. And so in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through about 8, there's some, there's some clues there that are going to help you. Uh, and there's a saying that says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. So Jesus is coming into the wilderness, speaking tenderly to Jerusalem, say, I want to comfort you in the midst of your loss, in the midst of your, your, your chaos that you're in. I want to speak tenderly to you. And what this passage goes on to say is he says um, that 
that I will take the, the mountains and level them, and I will take them the mountains and fill the valleys to create a level place in the wilderness for you. If you've ever been in the wilderness, um, you, you, you tend to trip up a bit. Um, you can call it lots of things. It can be actually tripping, like when you're hiking. But reality is that tripping up is sin. And, 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 and we find ourselves doing things in the wilderness uh, in isolation in places like that that are not advantageous to us, uh, to others around us, and to the Lord. And so um, the Lord says that he's going to take this roughness, this trippy nature of the um, wilderness, and I'm going to level it out for you. What an amazing thing to realize that God is going to protect you in the wilderness from some of the trips and the trip-ups yeah. that you might make. Yeah, absolutely. That's tender. Absolutely. Uh, that's comfort. Uh, I think of times that I've been in the wilderness spiritually, um, longing, lonely, achy, hurty, um, just in a really bad position. And I could have gone into further danger that I could have been lost. I could have lost my life, to be very honest with you. But the Lord protected me from falling. Yeah, absolutely. That's just amazing. So the crowd show up in the middle of the wilderness, and what do they find? John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. Yeah. And he is there wearing some incredibly exciting garments, um, and he's eating very... Uh, disgusting food, locusts and wild honey. But he's there and he has a baptism of repentance. And all these people that are lost realize they're lost. So they want to be baptized into this repentance because they know their sinfulness and they want those sins washed away. And so Jesus shows up and he, John, says of Jesus, um, he is mightier than I and he has sandals that I don't even... I can't even stoop down and untie because he's so holy. Mm. And so um, John is giving us clues there of what's going to happen next of the mighty power of who this Jesus is and what he is going to do that he can't even untie his sandals. So he's going to literally in that say that he has power. So he has power to save, power to rescue um, and that, in fact, he is, uh, has a work of the Holy Spirit going on within him for us that are in the wilderness. And so it's, it's a salvation and a, um, a, a power to help us walk um, the deserts and the mountaintops and the day-in sidewalks of our lives. So he's got all that for us. So why is Jesus baptized? Yeah, that's a great question, you know. Uh, did he sin? Nope. Did he um, find himself unpure? Nope. What's going on with that? Yeah, um, you know, I, this tripped me up for a long time as a Christian, and um, it, it frustrated me, and even as a pastor. But the minute I realized that he was going into the water so that he would identify with the sinful people and um, have uh, and identify with them in that baptism. Yeah. Um, that says that Jesus is going to join us in our sinfulness to do something with that sinfulness. And, and not only that, it, he's gonna, it, that is the point. 
Joshua is the one that led them right. from the Jordan uh, River through the, the out of the wilderness right. the first time. And Jesus is the same name as Joshua. Yeshua. He's the second Joshua right. that's coming not to leave them in the wilderness. God doesn't get in the pit and say, uh, I'm glad to be suffering with you. He brings a ladder. Right. And that's the, he's moving them from there um, out, which is just beautiful. So he finds them in the wilderness, identifies with them. Mm-hmm. And in that, um, they, he's in the River Jordan, which he takes Joshua. They're coming from the wilderness into the promised land. And Jesus is bringing those that are with him yeah. into a new promised land, a new kingdom, a new identity, a new reality. Everything is new. So as the crowd joins with him, there's a new identity being formed, and it's a new kingdom. I call it the KOG, the kingdom of God. And um, it makes a difference when you're walking in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. An incredible difference in the kingdom of God. So we get a, a new people, a new kingdom, and then as Jesus is being baptized, two amazing things happen. The Spirit of the Lord falls upon him in the form of a dove, the Holy Spirit, that empowering mm-hmm. presence. And then the voice says, out of the heavens, you are my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Yeah. Um, this is clear indication to anybody who's wondering what's going on, that what was said in the very first verse, that Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, is coming into the world with good news to form a people who are sinful into a new kind of people. And so he also joins us in a bigger battle. Yeah. And this bigger battle is the battle against Satan. And so um, when we're in the wilderness and we are tempted, as Jesus is going to in the next chapter or so of Mark, um, he is joining us in the middle of our desert where we are tempted by Satan. And he's going to join us in that battle. And he will finally defeat Satan when he goes to the cross and is resurrected from the dead. Um, So this is a a joining of the the battle that's been going on since the Garden of Eden. Absolutely. Uh, When Eve was tempted and Adam and Eve sinned and it all began there. Yeah. And so this is an undoing of that which was done to set everything straight forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. God meets them in the middle of their sin and says, basically, what have you done? Mm -hmm. Where are you? Yep. And he meets them there in the wilderness. He identifies with them in this passage. And then God leads them out. But, right. but here's my question. How do you know that you're in the wilderness in the first place? Because it's, I mean, we live in suburbia. It's not like there's a, a wilderness sign that says, hey, you're in the wilderness. Wall, wall, <laughs> right. wall. It's just not I there. wish there was. Um, for me, um, I know that when I begin to get angry, when I begin to get um, lonely, when I'm super tired, um, I use an acronym called HALT, um, H-A-L-T. And it, it helps me to begin to identify that I am lost, that I am in the wilderness. So hungry, uh, if I'm getting hungry for something other than that which is good, joyous and gracious, um, um, that's when I know that I'm in trouble. 
And I think you can begin to identify with that. Yeah. Um, and it might be you're hungry and all of a sudden you're starting eating a lot of junk food and you get this Christmas sugar high going on and uh, then you're wiped out from it. Yeah. You know, you know that you've been polluting yourself yeah. with things that are not good. To feed a different hunger. Yeah, and, and, and we know that. Yeah. So what, hung, what we're hungry for is the presence of the Lord and that satisfying nature rather than possibly food or anything else. Yeah. And then there's um, HA, angry, always a clue for me. It's probably my bigger clue. When I get irritated, I know that I'm not in balance. And yeah. that's really the key for me. If I'm not in balance, I know that something's wrong. So if I'm short in my temper, I go, okay, something's not right. So I have to invite the Lord into that hunger. Mm -hmm. I have to invite him into the anger and identify that and then lead me out because he will give me his peace. He will feed me his righteousness yeah. in the middle of that. So hungry, angry, lonely, lonely. Boy, do we understand lonely. Um, this this isolation that we're dealing with um, it's 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 cultural um, with COVID but it's it's really really cultural um, and um, when we are lonely we begin to seek out um, cessation somewhere else mm -hmm. and that loneliness and that cessation is usually dangerous yeah. it's usually dangerous um, uh, men, if you begin to uh, flirt a little bit with someone, you're in trouble. Yep. You're lonely. You need to talk to your wife That's quickly. Right. That's right. Um, uh, ladies, if, if you're wanting to dress real provocative and things like that, you, you guys get that. I mean, we can go all the spectrums, all of that, um, all over the place. But the reality is that loneliness really does trigger us in a way that's very clear. Um, then, um, and that loneliness draws us to the Lord, draw, draw good Lord, worship and adore him. So uh, the next thing is tired. Um, teenagers are noticed for this. They're tired all the time. They want to take a nap, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the reality is um, when we're sleeping too much, we probably need to realize that something else is going on. And inviting the Lord into all of those different areas is the key. Um, if you find yourself in the wilderness, identify yourself in that wilderness. And as you're in the wilderness, invite him. I hate to break it to you. He's already there. Yeah. Like Greg sitting with me right now in the middle of the wilderness, Jesus is already there. Yeah. And he's been there the whole time. We just took our eyes off or we deviated uh, in a way that was dangerous to us. Yeah. So the key for me when I find myself in that wilderness is inviting him into the places that are rough. That's right. And he will smooth them out. Mm -hmm. And he will give me the power of his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's the Holy Spirit that's identifying that hungry, lonely, angry, tired, that whole thing. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God speaking to me to identify quickly what is going on. Yeah. So he's already there, he's already speaking, and he's already moving. So will you, will you let him in to those places that are wilderness? But by the way, he's already there. So why do you have to ask? Yeah, because you have to humble yourself. You have to humble yourself. And as you, as you put yourself below, you bring him up. And when that happens, things get straight. 
Yeah. Things go back into balance, and the Savior comes and saves. It's his job. That's what he does. There you go. Amen. Thank you, Ron, for giving us hope in the midst of our wildernesses. I hope your heart was awakened and warmed through his words. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to share with us, please use the feedback form and Greg, Ron, or I will get back to you to talk personally. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. It's important to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess to him. I wonder, are there times when your heart has been restless this week? Times when you haven't gone to God, but to other people, things or substances to meet your needs? Times you haven't trusted God's power in the midst of your wilderness. Take a few moments to reflect on this week and confess those things to God. Now together, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your Son. Remake us and lead us by your Spirit, the Comforter. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen your life and his kingdom and keep us upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ, our merciful high priest. And I want you to know that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you feel today with words of welcome. Listen to these words of Jesus to all who turn to him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. These words remind us of the truth that Jesus is the one who comes in the midst of our wilderness. He runs after us in his love to rescue and care for us. And as a result of his care, we then can care for each other. We say to each other, the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. As we say the word peace, we realize the world is greatly lacking in peace right now. We hear of bad news everywhere. Our hearts are heavy until we remember that we have a God who loves us. We can turn to him with all our needs and wants, and he both hears and answers our prayers. Join me in praying to this God. Father, we pray that you will lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace. Guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all. As our country comes into a time of transition, Lord, we pray for peace. Peace on every level in our government. Peace and wisdom for all of our leaders. Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. Father, we pray for the church in America that despite masks and social distancing and all the craziness of 
being church in the midst of COVID, that we would stand strong, that your message could go forth, and that many would hear of the hope in the midst of the wilderness that we find ourselves in. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Take a few moments to pray for the people that are on your heart today. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And together, let's pray as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make us strong in faith and love, defend us on every side, and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a few ways to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in any of these ways or learning more, please text Hello Core to 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways. These groups really try to dive deep together and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us and we look forward to seeing you again next week.